The wait is over. Big Ten football starts tonight. Nebraska and Minnesota. Of course, Matt Rule and P.J. Fleck. A lot of hype around these guys. Too much? I'll let you know. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it so much. Of course, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Matt Rule versus P.J. Fleck, actual football. These are well-respected coaches. A lot of hype around their expectations. Might be too much. Plus, Michigan State, they play Friday night. Do they have a quarterback yet? And our Big Ten Classics all coming up. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So let's get into it here. Let's start with the hype around Matt Rule. Is it too much? No, but just wait a minute. I think he's a very good coach. Very good. And I think he is worth a lot of the hype that he is getting. Uh, you know, He had a lot of success at Temple and Baylor. Not so much with the Carolina Panthers. That's why he's back in the college game. Played at Penn State, so he knows what he's getting into regarding the Big Ten. But wait, I think all this hype that's coming and all the excitement for Nebraska, it, look, it's going to come. He's going to win games there. He's going to start winning eight and nine games eventually and maybe even more once he gets rolling. But it's too soon. You can't expect him to just show up in year one and just hit it out of the park. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he proves me wrong. But he just got there. He just installed his culture. I tell you what, he jumped in and embraced the culture that was there and brought back some of the old school stuff and then mixed in his own culture there. Um, he embraced Tom Osborne and all the history, and I, he's really going about it the right way. He takes over a team that won four games last year. Okay, Now, here's what I think people are getting excited about. They lost five games last year by a total of 20 points, average of about four points per loss. So it's really, and they had a similar story in 2021. It's why Scott Frost lost his job, honestly. Um, but can you imagine if they had one or two more successful plays here and there in each of those games? Yeah, they could have won eight or nine games instead, and we'd be looking at a whole different situation. But I, I respect Matt Rule. He says, you know what? Stop that thinking right there. Stop that. He's tired of people saying, oh, we, get, we lost by the lowest margin of any team. We're the best bad team in the country. No, stop it. He says that is a loser's mentality. And explaining away losses and excuses, he doesn't like it. We're going to start fresh. We're going to win football games. That's what we're going to do. And so he is changing that mentality. Now, he's got a new quarterback. He's got Jeff Sims, the transfer from Georgia Tech. It's very modest numbers coming from Georgia Tech, and he's got to cut down on his mistakes. They're very high on him. They have big expectations. He's a big, strong athlete, smart kid. 
Um, he can have success there. He really can. But he's got to be better than he was at Georgia Tech. Absolutely. Billy Kemp is a wide receiver that I want you to keep an eye on this year. Played 50 games at Virginia, and he's got a year of eligibility left coming over. He's caught 192 passes in his time at, at with the Cavs, so he can play. And there's a part of Matt Rule that has taken old Nebraska and making it old school. Um, he's got he's got two fullbacks on his roster. He's carrying two fullbacks. Not a lot of teams do that. That's that tells you something right there that they're going to play some smash mouth football. He's also got not one, but two tight ends that are in like the six, six, two fifty range, both of them. So when you look at the fullbacks and the huge tight ends, I personally, I can't wait until they get into that first goal line situation. First and goal, little power running game. Oh, it's going to be something. Uh, if that happens tonight against Minnesota, I'll be very, uh, very excited to watch that. So, you know, you look at the team and their schedule. They got Michigan, they got Wisconsin, they got Iowa. It's pretty tough games. But I am kind of curious about week two. They take on Colorado and Coach Prime and Deion Sanders. So we'll see. That'll get a lot of national attention too. But in short, is Matt Rule worth the hype? Yeah. Is he worth all the excitement in Nebraska? Yeah. But don't expect him to work miracles in year one. And maybe he will, and I'll be the first one to break it down on this podcast because uh, we will talk about it. Now, the other coach at play here that gets a lot of uh, hype and attention is P.J. Fleck. And we want to know, is, the, is it uh, real around him as well? Uh, yeah. Um, a very good coach. And is it going to translate to the team in a lot of wins this year? Maybe. Let's come back to that. They might. They've won a lot of games lately. He is... I think one of the most underrated coaches, he does get a lot of hype and attention and his culture and he's very enthusiastic and he's fun to watch. I kind of look at him like he's James Franklin light. Uh, he has been at the, you know, both bald too, but no, I mean, seriously, they've both been at their programs a long time. James Franklin at Penn state for 10 years. Um, PJ Fleck has been there for seven. Their culture is firmly in place and the way they do things. They've had time to develop depth at certain positions. So uh, I do believe in the hype of PJ Flay. He's a very, very good football coach and a lot of stability there has, uh, has been a benefit for Minnesota. He has won nine or more games uh, three of the last four years. And he's won six straight bowl games. That is a big 10 record. Let me repeat that six straight bowl games. One Woody never done that had done that both never did that so um that's impressive in and of itself so pj fleck a winning tradition at minnesota with an exception with an exception I'll, and i'll get to that in a minute so nine and four last year just five and four in the big 10 he is the fourth uh has the fourth winningest percentage uh in the big 10 in the last four years it's michigan ohio state iowa P.J. Fleck at Minnesota the last four years. Are you surprised by that? I'm a little surprised by that. I don't think a lot of people really realize that until they go digging into the numbers. So they win football games at Minnesota. And this year being the last year of divisions in the Big Ten, P.J. and Minnesota will try to do some. This is what I put a last asterisk by. we got to come back. They won a lot of games. One thing they haven't done yet, and that is get to a Big Ten title game and win the West and get to the, get to the championship game. They haven't done it yet. So while I do like all the hype around PJ Flag, 
Let's find out if this football team is worthy of the hype as well going into this year. I think a lot of people continue to underestimate this program and this team every year. People did it last year, and they won nine games. People did it the year before, and they won nine games. Uh, and they, or they win nine or more games. Uh, they had an 11-win season in the mix as well. So um, the, the kind of the kind of like sneaky good. If you take away the COVID year, uh, 2020, this team has won 29 games in the last three full seasons that has played. But last year's 9-4 team uh, loses a little bit coming into this year. They lose the school's second all-time leading passer in Tanner Morgan. He's gone. And their all-time leading rusher, uh, who everybody loved, Mo Ibrahim, he's gone. And they lost on defense uh, two of their top three tacklers, so they have a lot to replace this year. So that means a lot of the weight falls on the shoulders and the arms of quarterback Ethan Kaliak-Manis. That's a mouthful. Kaliak-Manis, yes. he. Uh, now, if you've ever heard him or watched him off the field, a really, really soft-spoken kid, just a quiet kid. And he has to work at it a little bit with the leadership and, uh, you know, talking and yelling. So that's that's his role this year is to step up and learn how to do that. And he's, he's been working on it. But as uh, P.J. Fleck going into the seventh year, he's got the depth. He's got stability. He's got a lot of upperclassmen. And a lot of people will underestimate them once again, I have no doubt. So I would bet on P.J. Fleck in Minnesota winning more games than people expect again this year. But are they going to win eight, nine, ten games this year? Are they going to come out of the West and represent the West in the Big Ten Championship? I might hedge it a little bit, and I say this with all due respect. They have five teams on their schedule that are currently ranked in the top 25. That is... There are a lot of people that think Minnesota has the second or third hardest schedule in the country, not just the Big Ten. They have a game out of conference at North Carolina. They've got Michigan. They're at Iowa. They're at Ohio State. And they play Wisconsin. So it's a loaded schedule. But if they're good enough, they'll, they might win some of those. They won't win all of them. But they might win some of those. And if they do, they're going to have another huge year. Love to hear you comment on it. Again, uh, tonight, Nebraska and Minnesota kicking off the Big Ten portion of the schedule. Matt Rule versus P.J. Fleck. Would love your opinion on those two guys as well. I can't wait to see this football game. It's going to kick off into the weekend. And we're going to we got Big Ten football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's, it's, a great, uh, it's a great weekend. Your comments are welcome on Twitter at TalkBig10. And also, you can hit me up on YouTube with your comments as well. And don't forget... Uh, Central Michigan is at Michigan State tomorrow on Friday night. We're going to take a peek at that coming up in just a second right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Of course, these days, um, every new potential hire in your office can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. It's just like these coaches. You know, Matt Rules bringing in players on his team, transfer portal, off to a fresh start, P.J. Fleck going to bring in recruits and transfer portal guy. Same thing at the office. You have a job opening. You got to fill it. You got to fill it with the best person possible. The stakes are high for small businesses. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Nobody likes to do this. You know, you, people leave or move on. You got to fill their spots. You got to do their work while they're gone. And you got to get good people in there and, and interview them and ultimately hire somebody. 
So you put up your job posting and you add your job with the purple uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire, since that is the name of the game here. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. And you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So we talked about hype. I've been using the word hype a lot today, whether it be Matt Rule or PJ Fleck. And, of course, there was a lot of hype this week about Ryan Day choosing Kyle McCord for QB1 at Ohio State. Now that that's all said and done, Mel Tucker. You know, Mel Tucker and Michigan State, they've not announced who their starting quarterback will be for Friday night's tilt versus Central Michigan, taking place in East Lansing. Uh, former Spartan quarterback Peyton Thorne, as you know, bolted transfer portal, went to Auburn. He'll be Hugh Freeze's starting quarterback down to the SEC. And we've spent a lot of time taking a look at uh, the quarterback situation at Michigan State. You can go look back at all of our Lockdown Big Ten podcasts and all the team. We did a couple uh, podcasts that focused just on Michigan State. And we talked a lot about Noah Kim, who was Peyton Thorne's backup last year. And it was presumed that he will be the guy that gets uh, gets the opportunity there's also a redshirt freshman named Caton Hauser. It's a little bigger, a little stronger, more of a gunslinger type. So here's how we're going to know, according to Mel Tucker, who the starting quarterback is going to be. He said on Friday night, whoever goes out onto the field first, that's when you'll find out who our starter is. So stay tuned. Thank you, Mel. All these coaches want to keep it all a big secret all of a sudden. Um, anyway, and I don't know if both will play or not. I presume both will see some action. Um, I will presume that it will be Noah Kim. Look, I'm one to know already in predicting starting quarter. I told you it was going to be Kyle McCord at Ohio state, right? It wasn't, you know, immediate it took a few turns, finally got there. I'm going to, I'm going to put my record on the line and say, it's Noah Kim. He's the starting quarterback for Michigan state. We'll see. We'll, we'll come back and revisit to see if I'm two and oh, in my picks. <laughs> still have some questions at running back. Their presumed starter is Jalen Berger, but they've got a transfer from UConn, Nathan Carter, that uh, may get some playing time. They also have to replace Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman, of course, who both they combined for 113 catches last year, 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. They got Trey Mosley. We've talked about him a lot throughout the summer in our Michigan State previews, and Montori Foster. But I, th I think those two and a handful of others, I think they're going to have like five receivers that they're going to rotate pretty regularly for the Spartans. And I think that's the game plan right now. So Michigan State was 5-7, and seven, very disappointing year last year for them, uh, making a lot of upgrades on defense too, a lot of question marks that we just covered on offense. And they're going against the Central Michigan Chippewas, who were 4-8 and eight last year. They're interesting in their own right. Chippewas are coached by Jim McElwain. And remember him? He used to be the coach of the Florida Gators. Until that didn't work out, he ended up in Central Michigan. He's still there. And they have a battle of their own going on at quarterback between redshirt sophomore Jace Bauer and redshirt freshman Burt Emanuel Jr. Yeah, Burt Emanuel. You might remember Burt Emanuel Sr. 
Guy used to be a wide receiver in the National Football League. In fact, one of the controversial receiver catch instant replay rules is actually named the Burt Emanuel rule. It's like when you catch the ball, but the tip of the ball touched the ground at the same time. That all goes back to Burt Emanuel back in the day. But yeah, his son is uh, one of the quarterbacks there at Central uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan State uh, leads this series 8-3, to, to three, and they played last time in 2018 where Michigan State won 31-20 to 20 in that one. Something else I want to drop on here and talk about. I've been seeing a lot of articles about this being the last shot for the teams in the Big Ten West to maybe win a championship. Let's face it, the teams in the West have had an easier path to the Big Ten championship um, since – since the Big Ten went to divisions in 2014. And the reason's been obvious, because the East is loaded with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and those teams beat the heck out of each other, and one of them always comes out on top, wins their division, wins the, wins the conference championship, and uh, lately goes to college football playoffs. And those teams have a difficult enough time playing against each other, let alone the other teams like Maryland and Michigan State and Indiana, and then they look across and they see teams like Purdue with a much easier path out west, and Purdue makes the Big Ten championship last year. So they're getting rid of divisions in the Big Ten when they get the four new teams in with expansion. By the way, the last nine Big Ten championships have come from teams in the east, and the west has never produced one. And, in fact, the division, the east, has produced eight teams that have gone on to the college football playoff. So it's been very lopsided for the entire time. Now, if you're in the West, you get your chance. It's like uh, roulette. In the last four years, there have been four different teams come out of the West to try and take on the East in the Big Ten Championship. And this year, the West has some talent with the likes of you know, Wisconsin and Iowa and, and some others. And they're, they're good enough to win the division, but are they good enough to, to play that perfect game in December and take their shot at the East representative and win the Big Ten Championship? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. If all things go well, um, I mean, we know it's going to be Michigan or Ohio State or maybe a Penn State, uh, at least one half of the bracket there in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. Next year, they're getting rid of the divisions. They're going to add four new teams. So you're going to have 18 teams in the Big Ten. The top two, record-wise, play each other in December for the Big Ten Championship. Now I'm going to make uh, a couple of predictions here. Um, and think about how hard that's going to be, by the way. You already got the Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, and you're gonna you're gonna add uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. By the way, three of those four teams already ranked in the top twenty-five right now. They're all four of them are capable of being ranked in the top twenty-five or higher. So try getting through that gauntlet at the top of the Big Ten, and only the top two make it to the Big Ten championship. So I'm actually going to predict right here, and I don't know when, but at some point. I actually, and I've mentioned this on this podcast this summer, I think they'll reintroduce or reinstall divisions. Uh, they'll be just a line right down the middle of the country. All teams on the West, they go on the West. All the teams in the East will be the East. You might have to split Illinois one way and Northwestern the other since they're pretty close to each other and pick one side or the other of the fence if uh, that's how it goes. But um, I think it'd be pretty easy to divide a country in half that way and Go back to divisions if it's just two divisions. Might even go to more, and I'll tell you why in a second. But I think once again that you know, when the league expands again, maybe 20, 24. Some of you think uh, I see on your your comments they might go to thirty. 
uh, maybe four divisions. And if that happens, guess what? Then you're going to have a final four uh, playoff style Big Ten championship. Maybe the other super conferences will do it too, but I think that's the direction we're headed. It won't just be the top two making the Big Ten championship. It'll be the top four or top division winners or some sort. And you'll have semifinals and finals just for the Big Ten championships going into an expanded playoff. Uh, it's going to be more and more like the NFL every day. So uh, either way, you got your powerhouses, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State will still have to battle uh, battle it out against each other because they'll still be in the same division. But until that happens, let me get back to my original point. This will be the last year for divisions for the foreseeable future, however long or short that may be. And that means teams like Iowa and Wisconsin and Illinois, maybe Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, they have their last best chance this year to get to the Big Ten championship and take on whoever. It'll be one last mad dash to Indianapolis. I want to thank everybody for checking out Lockdown Big Ten, making us your first listen every day. I love it. Got a whole bunch of new subscribers today. Got to tell you something about very exciting coming up. Uh, the college football season is here. We've got um, Locked On kind of kicking up our coverage a little bit in addition to me and here and, of course, all the other Locked On colleges on all the channels that we have. The Locked On College Football Kickoff Live will air every Friday on all the Lockdown channels, including this one on YouTube from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Every Lockdown channel on YouTube. Uh, college football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games. It'll go in-depth um, like only Lockdown can do. And uh, there'll be insight from uh, analysts, hosts. We've got a huge stable of people that know what they're talking about in all these Lockdown channels. Myself included, I'll I'll be participating in this as well. And uh, again, that is every Friday. Find the Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Any Locked On College YouTube channel, you absolutely do not want to miss this. It'll be very cool. Uh, coming up, and by the way, one more reminder: subscribe to this channel. I, I mentioned I picked up a bunch more today. Let's keep it rolling. You guys have been great. Subscribe it and share it with somebody that you think would like it. No matter how you consume this, whether it's audio or video, uh, you can follow and like Lockdown Big Ten. Coming up, our next weekly feature that we do every day on this week, our Big Ten Classics. Not as many classics and a few more live games to tell you about. All that coming up on Lockdown Big Ten. Okay, so let's take a look. Uh, the Big Ten Network. Big Ten Classics over the weekend. I mentioned, I usually pick up on the schedule Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No classics to really mention on Friday. There's some live stuff going on. And also, not on the Big Ten Network. Elsewhere, Friday night, 7 p.m., FS1, Central Michigan and Michigan State, the game we just talked about. Michigan State, a 14-point favorite, by the way, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And that reminds me, we'll have our pigskin picks tomorrow. Saturday, September 2nd on the Big Ten Network at 9 a.m., the Big Ten Football in 60. That's an edited version, snap-by-snap version, and they will air the Nebraska-Minnesota game from Thursday night. It will air Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. If you miss it, you'll be able to catch it then. Then at 10 a.m. Eastern time, in fact, I'll put this on screen for those of you um, watching on video. There it is. 
and I'll describe it for those of you listening on the audio. After the uh, Nebraska-Minnesota game on Saturday uh, being replayed at 10 a.m. is the Big Ten tailgate live. Big Ten Network's going live to West Lafayette uh, from Purdue, and then they'll stay there and do a live broadcast of the Fresno State-Purdue game at 12 o'clock noon, and um, that's Eastern time. That's the first time Fresno State and Purdue have ever played. ross Stadium, 100 years old. Did some remodeling over there, so it'll be interesting to see what they did. At 3.30, more college football live. Towson at Maryland. Mike Loxley's alma mater is Towson. And, of course, he's now at Maryland. And, you know, this should be a pretty easy Maryland win. I don't think Vegas even put out a line on this game, to be honest with you. And at 7.30, the triple header on the Big Ten Network. College football, Toledo at Illinois. Live. Uh, Brett Bielema trying to get the, the season rolling. And then we go to Sunday. At 12 o'clock, the Big Ten football at 60. Again, the uh, snap-by-snap edits. They will replay uh, the Ohio State-Indiana game, which is live 3.30 on uh, Saturday on CBS, I believe, yes. And they'll replay the highlights on the Big Ten Network on Sunday. Hopefully, there's some highlights from my alma mater, the Hoosiers. You should know Ohio State is a 30 point favorite in that game and then there's one other game uh that won't air here on the big 10 network but it will uh air on cbs and that is sunday at noon remember no nfl football this sunday so there's a whole slate of college football but at noon on cbs it's uh, northwestern at Rutgers, and Rutgers a six and a half point favorite there so pretty excited we made it we made it through the summer congratulations to you and me football season is here now the fun really starts, but I want to thank you in the meantime for discovering us since we took over this channel in June and uh, you've helped make Lockdown Big Ten um, very successful. And it's your first listen every day. I appreciate that for you, uh, for the every everydayers there. Um, our next show is going to do a deep dive into all of those Saturday and Sunday games in the Big Ten. Week one of the Big Ten schedule. Can you believe it? Uh, in the meantime, hit me up on Twitter at TalkBigTen. And subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now I invite you to check out Lockdown Sports today for all the latest going on. And don't forget, on on Friday, Lockdown College Football kickoff live, 11 Eastern, on this and all the Lockdown channels in uh, college sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. Can't wait already to talk to you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.